It's game time. Uh-huh. The kid Gowie. Yeah. Ravens Nation. Asia. All we know is purple and black. And if you're not a Ravens fan, welcome. Welcome to Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. MT Bank Stadium. Uh-huh. Where opponents don't make it out alive unless we bury them. Every team be afraid of them, especially all the quarterbacks. Wow. Suzuka sucks and Nada won't hesitate to leave you set. Let's take a minute, go back to Super Bowl 35. Yeah. Was an understatement up against the Giants. Uh-huh. Numerous touchdowns. touchdowns. They put up numbers. Yeah. And it didn't take a nutritionist to see they hunger. The only stack Harry Collins could get was interceptions. What's up, Ravens Nation? It's your boy Joshua and McConnor back again here at Trust the Bank Podcast at the Worst Tape Network. Um, it's Purple Friday, y'all. If y'all not happy about it being Purple Friday, I don't know what else to tell y'all. Uh, we got a game this week, too. This is what we've been waiting for. This is what we've been anticipating. Uh, and we got a conference, interconference rival game against the good old ugly Cleveland Browns. McConnor, before we even get in, man, you know, say, say what's up to the family. Tell them how you feel and, and, you know, what you're thinking about. Yeah, what's up, everybody? I mean, I'm feeling really good. I was able to watch last night's game between the Chiefs and the Texans. Um you know, two teams that we have to play in the first three weeks. So that's that's very exciting to be able to watch them at least play each other, give you a sense of that. And also they're two good football teams with two very good quarterbacks and two great offenses. So football is back, you know, a few months ago, questioning whether it would come back. But it's back and we get to see the Ravens play against uh, an AFC North opponent that isn't a top tier team. Like, I mean, it would suck to play the Steelers week one um, just because that's a grudge match. Um, Not to say the Cleveland Browns aren't, but come on, they're the Browns. Um, It's not as, I don't know, stressful going into the game as it would be if we had to play somebody harder. Not like coming out of the Super Bowl, going on the road to Denver or something like that, where it's like, what the heck? We actually got a good matchup week one. So... I'm ready. The hype, the the Baker Mayfield hype is over. Um, we 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 got scared. Well, I, uh, let me let me change that. People got scared of all the pieces that uh, the Cleveland Browns, you know, put together. What did what did what did they have? Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry. The only person that I would say I would give respect to is um, Mr. Chubb. Um, Mr. Chubbs ran on our defense like, you know, like like we didn't have nobody uh, standing in front of him. Um, I don't even think – you know what? I'll be respectful. I'll give him 90 yards this this coming Sunday. I'll give him 90 yards. But um, yeah. after that, you know, Calais Campbell, you got Calais Campbell. We got – we're going to have Brandon Williams back at his natural position. Also, side note, Brandon Williams did um, – well, not did, possibly – Maybe restructuring his, restructuring his contract so he can get some more money, uh, free up some cap space. So look, let's be on the watch out, uh, Ravens family, for what Eric DeCosta may do during midseason. Um, you know, we get we get Matthew Judon, we get Jahi Ward, and then we let's let's take it back just a little step further. We are getting some linebackers, middle linebackers, that's going to make this game more exciting. With Patrick Queen, Patrick Queen is ready, y'all. Believe it or not. I mean, granted, we did see that PR depth chart. We saw Malik Harrison at the fifth linebacker. But 
trust and believe between LJ Ford and Malik Harrison, someone's going to get decleated. I promise you, someone's going to get decleated this first game because these guys are hungry. They've been ready. They've been going at each other during practice. You got to go at somebody else. <laughs> oh yeah, and in this game, um, it's uh, you know the Ravens. I don't want to say they've struggled against the Browns, but they've they've had a little bit of difficulty, or at least Lamar has. Um, the first game which was game four, I believe, last season. The Browns won 40 to 25. Lamar had two picks. Um, and it really wasn't a game that felt like it was a 15-point game. It was one of those games where Lamar's able to do this because Lamar's special, where it's like, you know, the team looks like, oh, there's no way they come back. And then all of a sudden, you know, Lamar gets a touchdown with 30 seconds left. And so then it becomes a 15-point game. But it, it was more than a 15-point deficit. So that was a... Big loss. But in that game, I mean, Nick Chubb, who you brought up, 165 yards and three touchdowns. Then Jarvis Landry had eight receptions for 167 yards. Well, the Ravens, after that game, then they went on their big uh, win streak of 14 games. But they acquired a guy named Marcus Peters. Now, they didn't do a lot to stop the run game. I believe they signed LJ Fort after this, or they signed, and Chris, Fort, but they signed, they signed a couple of guys um, in the middle of the season. Not like they're going to do a whole bunch, but they didn't do a whole lot to stop the run, but they did stuff to stop the pass. So in, in the next game that they played, Jarvis Landry had seven receptions, but he only had 74 yards. So that was there. But now the Ravens, they went in and they struggled against the Titans. I hate that I have to bring this up all the time. But Derrick Henry played very, very well. Well, the Ravens said, okay, we, we solved the pass issue. You know, the, the second wide receivers won't be tearing us up anymore. We got Marcus Peters. Now we need to stop the run because traditional Ravens defense is stopping the run, you know, top five run defense pretty much every single season. So what do they do? You know, they get Calais Campbell, a big boy. Then they get Derrick Wolf. They draft Malik Harrison, guys that will be able to stop the run. And then, of course, they have all of the guys that they had previously, you know, Brandon Williams and Pernell McPhee, Jalen Ferguson, um, Tyus Bowser. Those are the type of guys that will hopefully be able to step up in the run game. Um, but I'm not, I'm not worried about the defense in this game, really, for the Ravens. Um, I think I am. I've said it before. I think the Browns are a playoff team this year. I really believe in this team. But with that said, I think this game is going to be probably high scoring, but I don't want to fault the defense. So Ravens fans don't be like mad if the Browns put up 28 points in this game. Because they got athletes. Yes. The Ravens, because the Ravens are a team that can score so quickly. And, like, this isn't, you know, if the Ravens come out, the Ravens can make any game that they want to be a 21 to 14 game if they want. They can say, we're going to take the ball. We're going to go on a nine-minute drive every single time. That was Lamar's rookie year. That's exactly what they did. They were like, you know what? Let's not let them do anything. Let's just give each team gets five possessions the entire game. Right. Well, now the Ravens, they're, they're loaded. And they've got they've got their guys in their main guys in Hollywood and Lamar and Mark Ingram, but then they also got Duvernay who can get over the top. 
Then they've got J.K. Dobbins who can break one. Mark Andrews who can get big plays. Like, there's so many big playmakers, and then so do the Browns. So, like, this could be a high-scoring game, but the defense could still play very, very well. Um, So I just want to say that, like, I don't think that the defense letting up points will be an indicator of how good they are this season because I think they will let up points this game because there's so many people, so many guys – in both offenses in this game. It's going to be high scoring in my opinion, but I hope it's not. I mean, I hope the Ravens win 59 to 10 again in week one, but it's not Miami. Man. <laughs> um, well, who do they have? Denzel Ward. Um, he's healthy. That's he, so that's fine. Um, Greedy Williams. Supposedly he's, he's he's out. Yep. Sorry to hear that, but you know, hey, you know, as a Ravens fan, the more the merrier. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I will say this: um, it's it's something about this Ravens team. It's just something I'm gonna keep saying it. We're on a mission, and every time, every interview, you ask Lamar Jackson about something else about another player getting paid or this player, that player, or just something that doesn't involve him and his team. He always reiterates, you know, his guys are ready. His guys are canceling out all the other noise. They're ready to get the job done. And he wants to win a Super Bowl. And, you know, some people say things to the media just to say it. But he's been saying this ever since he got drafted. Literally the first thing, when he got drafted. His his accountability, his leadership. You got got that quarterback that everybody wants to play for. When you have that player on your team that everybody wants to play for, it's like, hey, oh, damn, yo. uh, We got to get our shit together. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, that's, that's even with LeBron. I mean, hey, man, we got LeBron James on our team. Um, we gotta be able to shoot. Come on, y'all. Yep. <laughs> so we have those guys around Lamar, whether it's offense, defense, love them. Defense, you know, when you have a defense, say, "Hey, man, look, we're gonna go get that ball back for you. Don't even worry about it." The camaraderie, the the brotherhood is actually what this team is like, no other. So we have the pieces. We know we we know what we can do. I feel like we just need to go ahead and get our we need to go here and get the Browns out of the way. Um, and I'm loving, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing Mr. Dobbins in, in, oh, the, yeah. uh, in the three running back rotation this week. Um, this is where he needed to be. I'm sorry for Justice Hill being hurt, but um, um, like I said, guys, until Justice Hill learns how to, you know, run with his feet under him, then he's going to be that premier, he, he can be that premier back either with us or somewhere else. Um, he did he did so great at Oklahoma State. Uh, uh, if y'all didn't, if y'all don't know about Justice Hill, watch his highlights, man. Um, I think he had over, I think he had over maybe about 2,000 something yards, rushing yards, and I think he had re- reception yards as well, one season as, as well. So, I mean, the guy, he's the truth. He just hasn't performed yet in the NFL like he should have. Um, but then you got to look at this Ravens team. We're not rebuilding. We're add, We're now adding pieces. We just keep on adding pieces. 
And I said this before in one of our episodes that when the last time have you seen the Ravens rookies come in and make an impact immediately on the offensive side of the ball? Defense, never had to worry about that. We find diamonds in the rubs. Um, Ozzy Newsome, he's, he is that guru, that magician of drafting diamonds in the rough. And honestly, Eric DaCosta has picked up where he left off, but one of the offensive side of the ball. So definitely feel like it's going to be high flying. I definitely feel like, you know, we're going to see that nine route. We're going to see somebody get juked out their cleats. You know, Hollywood is at 100% this year. Um, you have two rookies that were most, let's say, some of the best wide receivers that didn't get drafted until we picked them up. Some underrated, underrated guys. There wasn't really high name on the boards, but they are high names to us. And I feel like, you know, they both had a great camp. They didn't hear about too many drop balls, anything. You hear about them diving for the catch and the action catch. I mean, when the hell have we had that? And we haven't had well, wide receivers. Just, oh, I'm going to get it for you. I'm going yeah. to bring it for you. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if Brashad Perryman ever made a diving catch in practice. At least for us. Yeah, <laughs> not, not for us. <laughs> not for us. <laughs> yeah, th- this is a fun offense that I'm very excited to watch. Um, and something that I'm really going to be looking forward to is seeing how many snaps the the different guys make. Um, I think I think Justice Hill being out benefits the Ravens just in the sense that obviously you want Justice Hill to be healthy, like players being healthy benefits your team, you know, but in the sense that they'll be able to give Dobbins more carries to see what he's about. Um, I think I've said it on this podcast, but before, but before the draft started, Dobbins was my favorite running back in the draft. Maybe that's my Ohio state. You know, I'm sort of an Ohio state fan bias. My family's from Ohio. Most of them are Cleveland fans. Um, Sucks to be them. Um, but basically looking at his snaps, then looking at the slot wide receiver snaps, how many, how many touches or how many snaps does Duvernay play? I don't know if Prochet will really get much snaps. Um, he may get a couple in the game, but I think Duvernay will get some opportunities. And I, I, I expect, I think Duvernay will get at least one rushing attempt in this game or some sort of jet sweep jet pass type of thing where he gets the ball in the back. Maybe it's a screen. Maybe I think they're going to try and do stuff with him to get him the ball in his hands because that dude runs like a running back and the Ravens got a lot of guys like that, that can run like a running back. I mean, Lamar can do it. Duvernay can do it. All their running backs can do it. And then you got the hurdlers in Nick Boyle and Mark Andrews. So I I expect them to get to, for to get the ball into their playmakers' hands early. Um they may take a few deep shots later in the game, but I think early in the or maybe they'll take one really early just to show the world, you know. Yeah, Lamar can throw. Yeah. All right, here we go. He's worked on this deep ball all summer. We got to get this out of the way. Throw that first deep one. But I think they're going to try and be methodical and just slice and dice their way up the field like like Tom Brady does because, hey, all their guys, can they can throw a check down to their guys and, and almost all of them can take it to the house. So I think it's going to be a, a fun, explosive offense that's also very safe because – when you're throwing the ball deep down the field, there's a chance that, you know, you make a bad read, the safety baits you in, you throw that pick. But when you're throwing check downs, it's way safer. 
and you can still make those big plays. So I'm very excited to see um, some cleats go flying. And our Super Bowl, let's keep in mind, the checkdowns, um, our Super Bowl quarterback for the Ravens did, he, he lived on uh, checkdowns. And so <laughs> we just got, we just got a lot of, we got a lot of horsepower these past two years and we only getting better. So yep. um, honestly, I feel like, I, I don't want to say it's going to be preseason vibes, but with so many, um, so many weapons that we do have on the offensive, offensive side of the ball, I feel like that between James Proch, between Prochet and Boykins, you want to see them to switch out. And I really feel like it is Boykins' job to lose as the number one wide receiver. You know, we talked about it. We we saw the potential, even though he didn't play that many games at Notre Dame. But even when he did get in the games um, last year, we saw that he, he we saw that he has the speed. We saw that he's able to get away. Um, this year he's been practicing, he's been training hard, you know. So he now you see him, and you see him toe tapping in the back of the end zone now. So I'm looking oh, yeah. forward. I'm looking forward. I'm not counting Boykins out, but listen, if we get Boykins, Crochet, and Highwood on the field together, I'm just yeah. saying it, it's it, it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to this matchup. Of course, like I said, in a in the conference, always a rival game. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fight, of course. But listen, the way our boys are moving, or the way our boys are thinking, the mentality, they gonna bring the boom on that defense side of the ball, and that ball is gonna be flying. I mean, I, I don't want some two of our running backs are gonna both hit a hundred yards. I don't know which one yet. Is Lamar included in that? Do you think just so Lamar That's could hit a hundred with some? So you think – so Lamar won't hit 100 yards. You know what? I think I think it could be two players hit 100 yards rushing. I don't think it'll be two running backs, though. I think it could be Lamar and probably Mark Ingram, um, barring an injury, if, if Mark Ingram gets hurt or something like that, or maybe he fumbles and they throw in JK. He could get it with Lamar. But, you know – I, it'll be interesting to see what they do in this game because last year the first two weeks were, were polar opposite. Week one, they came out, they threw the ball. Right. They threw the ball all over Miami. Then they came out and they were like, we're going to run it all day on Arizona. So see, what did they try and do this game? Is it going to be a run heavy or a pass heavy? See, that's the, see this is my thing. I feel like – well, um, the way Lamar and John Harbaugh is – that's one of the best, in my opinion, right now, coach-quarterback relationships right now in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Um, everybody loves – we all know they love his mentality. They love, they love the way Lamar works. I feel like – and we talked about it. In order for him to get that NFL MVP again, he's going to have to do something spectacular. Once again, as far as the passing. And I think that's what's really going to take him over the top because I did predict him getting over 40 touchdowns. So um, I think we, I think he's going to stay in the pocket. But, of course, you know, if things, if things get a little out of hand, 
he of course he's going to get out. Um, but he knows there's a target on his back. I feel like he's going to be a little more safer in, in things. Honestly, I don't want to, I don't want to give Mark Ingram no bad juju. But I think Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins are going to be the two guys for me that get the hundred yards apiece. Only reason I say that, Gus is another running back that has something to prove, not only to himself but just to other people. You never know who may need a running back out there, and you never know, you know. Someone may be asking about Gus. He's going. He's a valuable piece and a trade piece, honestly. Um, yeah. Gus is a gasher. I mean, we all know this. You see, he's a one-cut guy. He lowers. He lowers his shoulder. Then boom, he can give you ten to twenty. It's not like he's a five or three yard. Even though he's not like a three to five yard running back, he's a ten to twenty plus running back. He doesn't need that many carries. He can take it to the house. He can take some people with him. Um, we already said J.K. Dobbins is the is the reincarnation of Ray Rice, um, and, and and crazy thing is he he's he's in he's in purple. <laughs> oh yeah, it's 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 definitely going to be fun to be actually going back to Smash Mouth offense and defense. That's what we known to do. We got we have a three hitter. Okay. We have a five-headed monster when Justice Hill get back. We have a five-headed monster because you don't, you never know what Lamar is going to be able to whoa, do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't forget the Heisman package with RG3 in the backfield. Maybe you throw Duvernay on the slant. I'm saying it's a seven-man seven man <laughs> rushing attack. Just, Are we going to see it? Are we going to see the Heisman package week one? I don't think, I don't think week one. You don't think week one? I think I think there will be a Heisman play. It's got to be. I, I feel like we're gonna see it against Jacksonville. We may see it the first or second game against Pittsburgh. Hell, may even see it against New England. Just for the oh my gosh, that would be awesome. That's for the fun of it. <laughs> the Heisman package with against. You got to throw those things in, you know, gradually because you know you just yeah. keep doing stuff like that. Who who was the first team to run the Wildcat? Oh, I forgot what year it was. I mean, I know Miami was big into the Wildcat. I don't know who the first team that implemented it was. Yeah, I mean, like, recently, I think it was Miami that did it, like, consistently. Yeah. Miami Miami had a almost Wildcat offense in the 2000s, yeah. So it's like, you know, of course, if you can't stop it, don't change it. But, you know, you're going to eventually come against that defensive coordinator. They're going to say, you know what? Here we go. We got the Ravens. They got this package. They got that package, and they got that package. The great, the great thing about the Ravens this uh, past two years, we got packages, packages that can get us to the damn end zone. So, um, I, I feel sorry for the defensive coordinators because they, they, they can't stop every package. <laughs> you make it stop one, but hey, I'm gonna get on the get on the side, talk to Greg Roman. Look, man, this damn work. We gotta do this. When we get out yeah. there, I'm going to get it together. Believe that. Hey, lineman, my fault. We're going to get it. Hey, running backs, my fault. We're going to get it. <laughs> yeah. I love that That kind of talk about how, like, you know, you, there's so many packages. And I hate to do this, but I, I have to compare it to one other team in the NFL. I think, I think they're the two best teams in the NFL. But the Kansas City Chiefs, who I, I just watched, you know, they, they went out there. And the whole thing was, if you stop Mahomes, you win. Right. You know, that's how you beat him. Well, all of a sudden they add Clyde Edwards a and 
I'm not one of those people that's overreacting to Clyde. He had a good game, whatever. But he does add that extra element where all of a sudden the Chiefs are going against the Texans and they're like, oh, yeah, you're, you're slowing down Tyreek Hill. We're just going to start running the ball. And the Texans were like, what? This young man with LSU? Yeah, out of LSU. He had, he had 100 rushing yards. Yeah. It's, it's, the same, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Exactly, yeah. Barrow, literally. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, it's just an extra weapon. But the Ravens, Ravens also added that extra weapon. They added in those wide receivers because Willie Sneed, if he catches the ball, you're not worried about him taking it to the house. The possession guy. If, cool. if Duvernay catches it, you're like, oh, I got to tackle this guy. Like, he's much harder to tackle. He's much better in the open field. And, heck, he's a 4-3 guy. So he's got the burners. And that's, mm. that's something to be looking out for. And then I, I just want to kind of go over the, the box score from Baltimore's win over Cleveland because it, it, it's very interesting. So they threw it 31 times okay. for 238 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Great game from Lamar. Then rushing the ball, they ran it 40 times for mm-hmm. 243 yards <laughs> and one touchdown. Their longest rush was 27 yards, and they ran for 240-plus yards in the game. So, like – and Gus Edwards had the, the most carries other than Lamar Jackson, and he had 66 rushing yards. Then Mark Ingram had eight, and Justice Hill had three. Um, and then, of course, the Cleveland Browns had 57 rushing yards. So we quadrupled their rushing total. <laughs> and – uh pretty much swallowed them whole. So that was that was a good game, but that's something to keep in mind is the Ravens are so balanced. Um in terms of they can they can beat you with Lamar throwing. Um but it, it's typically not only Lamar throwing. You know, they can beat you with Lamar throwing while mixing in runs. They're not going to come out and have Lamar throw, you know, 45 times to win the game. That just won't work. Um you got to run the football, but they can run the football and they've got the offensive linemen um, I'm just curious to see how how uh, how DJ Fluker steps into the role at right guard. See if see if the offensive line plays well. Um, there were very few penalties last night mm-hmm. in the Chiefs Texans game. I can think of one false start. I believe a right tackle had a false start. Then JJ Watt had a neutral zone infraction. I think those were maybe the two line penalties there might have been one other but it was a very clean game um which was very surprising because you know no no preseason no training camp it it was it was very interesting but maybe the crowd noise being way less because the chiefs had fifteen thousand fans ish um Mm -hmm. maybe that helped with the snaps and you know making sure everybody's on the same page but It'll be it'll be fun to watch, um, and I'm going to make a bold prediction, and I'm going to say that Lamar has 400 total yards in the game. He's coming off a game where he had 500 against Tennessee. I think I think it'll be about 240 or maybe maybe like 260 passing or something like that, but I think he's going to run the ball. Um, I don't think it'll be a ton of designed runs, though. I don't think they're going to go crazy, like, forcing Lamar into running, but I think he's going to be able to take off um, and just scramble and get those big yards. So I think it'll be the running backs taking the 
you know, designed runs and then Lamar's going to, you know, terrorize the defense and just make them frustrated. Yeah, he's going to definitely uh, – he's going to get – he's going to get out the pocket and run just to, you know, do it for fun. Like, we look at him, we watch him. He's having fun. Like, oh, yeah. You know, he's getting paid to do it. He's doing the same thing he did in, in high school, but just better. Just imagine if we was watching it in high school. I would love to be down there in Broward County. And what's funny is you'd be sitting in the stands, you'd be talking to people, and they'd be like, that'll never work in the NFL or college. They would say, that wouldn't work in college. And then he goes to college, it's like, wow, he, he got better in college against the better athletes. He got better. And then all of a sudden you get to the NFL, oh, there's no way this guy can do it. And then he got better again. Like he looks like his plays in the NFL are better than what they were in college which is ridiculous because he was sensational in college. Like, I think, I think Lamar was watching, I saw a video, I think of him reacting to like his college highlights or something like that. And he was like, man, I look slow there. Like (laughs) they got this on slow motion. Like he's like, I'm way faster now. Like the plays he makes now are just better than what they're, they used to be. And that's just showing his progression because that's the thing that I don't think many people give him credit for because we give him credit for his increase in accuracy Mm-hmm. But what about his his ability? One, he takes way less hits now than he did his, his rookie year. Yep. Two, he just – I mean, we haven't seen him this year, but last year, just even throughout the season, it just felt like he got better and better as the season went on. He, he was studying that film. Oh, hey, here, I don't give it off. I keep it here, and I should go outside on this block because it took a while for him to get those big runs. He did not have a lot of big runs in his in his rookie year. They were he had a lot of just ten to twenty yard runs, which are very solid. I would take that. But all of a sudden, about midway through that last year, he had that run against Cincinnati. Then the week after, he had the big run against uh, Houston. And like those are the types of things that he started to do towards the end of the year was get those longer runs. He had a nice long run against Tennessee um, in the playoff game, like that's the thing that he's advanced is he's no longer get. I mean, he still gets them the 10 yard runs, but he's turning a lot of those into 15, 20 yard runs. And, and nobody really gives him credit because, you know, he always just looks like he's dancing around people, but I feel like he's gotten better at it um, as the season went on. So, you know, we'll see how Cleveland is able to step up to them. Now they do have, um, a new tackle they have jack conklin a premier tackle in the nfl you know he he doesn't have anything on zeus jr or um or ronnie but you know he's still a very good tackle and then they have austin hooper so do you think those guys will play an impact in in this game i feel like austin hooper um just the fact that he was a good tight end he was he's a he's a good tight end um he didn't get he he doesn't really get he don't get the touches he deserved um with David Njoku, David Njoku, excuse me, not being uh, consistently healthy, this is going to be another boost to them in their passing game. Um, am I worried about it? Hell no. I'm a Ravens fan. I'm not going to be worried about it. Only thing I, I, only thing I need to be worried about um, is what I'm going to eat for the games. Um, that's, that's, what, that's all I need to worry about, uh, family. Um, I'm not worried about New England. They don't have Brady no more. I'm sorry. Um, Tennessee Titans. They had a Derrick Henry had a great year. You know who say that he repeats it again? 
until until um until Big Ben put puts the bottle down, they'll know they won't they won't go to the playoffs. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, uh for being I guess you I guess you can call me biased, but hey, it is what it is. Um I'm not really worried. Uh Baker Mayfield is that guy that you love going to the bar with as you're getting off of work. Him and Gardner miss you. I feel like they could be the best of friends. Especially with the children. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> Oh yeah. They could be the best of friends. Like I would love to go to a bar and like get in a fight because I know they had my back. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, we said it before. Cleveland, they look good on paper. Yes, they have the, they do have the weapons, they do have the talent, they do have the skills, but you know, um, they don't have the coaching. Um, until they get a until they get an actual coach, until these guys actually play for each other, then um I'll be worried, but until then, I'm not really worried. I did it. Yeah, I'll give him, I'll give him, I'll give him some respect. I see them getting 14 points. But other than that, you know, it's all it's all about the Raven show. You know, you, you got a collective, you got a collective offense, you know, everybody can score touchdowns. I think immediately they're gonna do a one over the top with Marquise. I think Marquise is gonna show his speed off the first play, and Lamar is gonna bomb it. Like, Week one, Marquise is one of the best wide receivers in NFL history. A hundred percent, Marquise. <laughs> oh yeah, he's 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 gonna he's you know he's healthy, and Lamar you know Lamar always wants to prove he can throw, mm-hmm. and in a game where you know they'll probably match up Denzel Ward on him the whole game which is tough because Denzel Ward is a very, very fast player, which is unfortunate. Um, he can still get open. I mean, Marlon Humphrey's a very fast player, but we've seen what, you know, Marquise has done to him in practice. So we'll see how he's able to do. I do, I do agree with you. I do think they're going to try and go deep early at some point. But like I said earlier, I think for most of the game, they're going to try and do it underneath. But I think they'll have still a bunch of big plays which is going to make it so much more exciting because it used to, I mean, even last year, how it worked was, you know, the Ravens 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards, 10 yards, 25 yards seam route to Mark Andrews, then an eight yard touchdown run. It's like, that's the drive. Well, now it can be a five yard check down goes for 30 yards. Then you get a nice handoff goes for 15. Then Lamar runs it in. So it's, there's so many different ways that they can move the ball down the field now. Um, and I'm very excited I just want to shout out a couple of other games that, you know, to watch, obviously not when the uh, Ravens game is on. So I'm not going to bring up any of those games, mm-hmm. but you know, the Steelers play Monday night, but they're playing the giants. Like that game doesn't, you know, like if, if Ben Roethlisberger plays great, that doesn't really matter <laughs> because they're playing the giants who are terrible defensively. Um, they have a decent offense, but they're terrible defensively. The only game I'm really looking at is this Titans Broncos game. Uh, but now the Broncos have lost Vaughn Miller and they're probably not going to have Cortland Sutton. So Dang. how much does that matter? So that's like, you know, there's no real game. The only game where it's like, oh yeah, I'd watch that, but it's during the the Ravens game is there's two, the Patriots playing the Dolphins just to see Cam mm-hmm. um, because Cam Newton, you know, when he's, when Cam's been healthy, but the last time he was healthy was his MVP season. He's very good. Um, so just to see if he's healthy, but obviously I'm going to be watching the Ravens game. So maybe if you go out to like Buffalo Wild Wings, you're at a bar, a couple TVs on, look over there, and then look at the Bills game. 
just to see like I don't think the Bills are a championship contender, but but a lot of people seem to think that Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, you know, could put them over the top. But we'll see, you know, just, you know, keep a little bit of attention there. Maybe check ESPN at halftime or something like that. But there's no, I mean, the only game to actually watch would be the Thursday night football Chiefs-Texans game. That was the game where it's like, okay, let's see how the main competitors are. And darn it, the Chiefs looked good, which sucks, but... <laughs> But let's hope the Ravens look better. So, I'm excited. Yeah, man. It, it gets no better, man. I'm just glad to have football back. Um, I don't matter how long it stays, long as we, long as we get it back. You know, the Lakers, they, they looking good. 3-1 against the Houston Rockets, man. And uh, for, anybody, for anybody that said LeBron couldn't do it in the West, look at him now. Um yeah, man, I just – I don't think I'm going to be able to sleep. I feel like being a Ravens fan, if you guys have played football in high school, either in college, that Thursday night or even that Friday night, you can't sleep. You get those jitters. You know, you get nervous. And you get all them emotions running. Like, honestly, right now, I'm getting those emotions. That's feeling it. I'm like, damn, yo, we, we, we about to play Sunday, man. I feel like I'm about to suit up again. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm about to get out there. You know, hey Lamar, don't worry about it, baby. I'm a block for you. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna hit Buddy in his knee. You gonna go this way? I promise you. We, I got you. Like, you know who's gonna like, feel like that? Who feels like that? We well, didn't even talk about him. That I cannot wait to watch. Deshaun Elliott. I I can't believe we. I I almost forgot to bring him up. I cannot wait to watch him play. We, we almost cried in in a press conference. Yeah, like this. Deshaun Elliott is ready, um, and he's playing against a guy that likes to take risks in Baker Mayfield. So this is an opportunity for him to make a big play. Um, you know, we'll see if he's able to do it, but there's so many guys. Who's the guy that you're most looking forward to watching this week? Is it JK? I feel like for you it would be JK. That would be my guess. You know me. Um I wore, let me say this, 27 is my favorite number. I didn't get to wear it in high school when I played. Um, but, you know, going around school, when we drafted Ray Rice, I started molding my game around him. So seeing someone, seeing, seeing another guy that's compact, a little bigger, faster, has great hands, coming into Owens Mills, Ravens, Ravens organization, yeah, man, I got I got to go with the offense, man. You know, running backs don't get as much love as they used to. You know, we just no, nah, we don't we don't get treated with the same respect as we used to. We don't get paid as much as we do. We don't see the field as much. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what JK does, man. Um, that, the Joker is always my guy, and you know my buddies can my buddies can attest to it. Thing like yo, we need a safety. We need a safety. I say yo, we got somebody in. We got somebody in house, man. Who the Sean Alley? Oh yeah, Ravens Nation. If y'all, if y'all have not seen the preseason games, go look up the Sean Elliott's highlights at University of Texas, man. I mean, he's he's a thumper. He can go out there. He can come in the box. He can knock. He can knock you out. He can get you a pick. He's gonna break up a pass. He's he's a smart guy. He just hasn't been 100% healthy. And I feel like this year, 
I feel like this year we're going to get him 100% healthy. Him and, Chuck Clark, him and Chuck Clark already have a good rapport. They understand each other. They respect each other. So when you have that in the backfield, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. So definitely J.K. Dobbins, and I definitely love – I'm looking forward to see what Deshaun Elliott does. Yeah. For me, um, I was in a Twitter group chat, and, and I asked, and I said Hollywood, and I didn't even think about Deshaun Elliott, but I'm changing my answer from that group chat answer. I'm going with Deshaun Elliott. Um, gotcha, just man. because the anticipation has been there just for so long um, to watch him play because, you know, he's, he's always been so good um, in all of those training camps. He finally gets to play and he's so excited. Um, other guys that I really want to see play Malik Harrison, um, mm-hmm. obviously Patrick queen, but you know, he's the first round pick, you know, I expect him to be very good, but Malik Harrison's more like, you know, I think he's going to be pretty good, but I just want to see it just in case to be sure. Um, then obviously J.K. Dobbins on the offensive side of the ball. But on the offense, I'm going to say DuVernay um, as my main guy I want to watch. And on defense, I'm going with Deshaun Elliott. I want to see him get an interception on Baker Mayfield and maybe um, do some uh, smack talking, you know, the Texas-Oklahoma rivalry. <laughs> Unfortunately, he didn't go to Ohio State or anything, can't plant the flag. Right. But – you know, maybe, I mean, maybe he could fly the flag, but that would be just kind of weird. <laughs> but um, I'm very excited to watch those guys play. And also who the actual punt returner will be, because I don't think it'll be Willie Sneed. <laughs> I don't think that at all. Who's going to be in the back? Okay. I can see both the rookies being on kick return. Doing that in pro shirt. I can see them being there. Yeah. I, um, again, Justice Hill is out, so. And Chris Moore's out, so those are kind of the two guys that we would expect. But yeah, Duvernay could definitely be back there. It may be some ro- it may be some heavy rotation between the two. The only reason I don't see James Boucher doing punt return is because he has the speed, he can catch. He just reminds me of a I mean we talked about it before. He reminds me of a Julio Jones, he reminds me of a um Anquan Bolden, one of those big body wide receivers. Great hands, catch with, catch with his hands, has um, good, decent enough speed to get away from um, the corners and um, defenders. But as far as juking out a whole 11 on special teams, I don't know. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I mean, if he shuts me up, I don't mind eating my words. James uh, Prochet, if you hear, if you ever come across this podcast, man, you know, if you get a uh, special, if you get a touchdown on special teams, man, um, I'm going to take you out. I'll take you out to dinner, man. <laughs> I'll take you to one of the best steakhouse out here, man. We can go to Fogo with a child here in Maryland, man. So uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward. Definitely looking forward, man. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want to give any final bold predictions? I'll give one right here before we end the show. Final bold prediction. I'm going to – you know, I'll just do a score prediction. I'm going to say the Ravens win 45 45- – to 34. I think it's going to be a freaking mm. highlights <laughs> film. It's going to be a game you wanna, you're want you going to want to watch the highlights for. Um, I think it'll be very high scoring, very entertaining. We're giving them too much credit. I'm giving them two touchdowns. I'm giving them two touchdowns. That defense is too hungry. I mean, 
unless somebody just want to keep on blowing blowing their assignment, shit, let's give them 30. But no, nah, man. Um, bold prediction? I don't have none. No, I do. Excuse me. I see. I see. I see Lamar throwing for 350. 350. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Okay. Yeah, that could be – I mean, that would go in line with my prediction of 400 total yards. So, I like it. Um, I'm very excited. And hopefully we will have a happy episode next Friday. Absolutely. Uh, hyping up that game. So, make sure to check back. We'll recap that. Then, obviously, preview the Houston Texans-Ravens game, which will be a lot of fun. Yes, sir. Well, Ravens Nation, man. It's always fun talking to you guys. We love y'all. We don't look. We don't look at y'all just listeners. We don't look at y'all just fan, as fans. You know, we're a family. Um, it gets no better than our than our community. You know, we always supporting. You know, our team the best way we can possible, and we you know we let it. We let our team know when they trash as well. So, listen, y'all enjoy y'all Purple Friday. Get ready for Sunday. Get y'all popcorn ready because it's going to be a show. So. Trust the bank, 